Greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I am Maggie Cavanaugh, your host, and tonight I have my dear sister in Christ with me, Amber Davis. And I have had the opportunity to interview Amber, oh gosh, it's been probably, what, over a year ago at least. That's true. So I, I am so happy to have you back on the show because just from that short interview, I walked away with, I felt like I had gotten my tool belt on and loaded it up with all kinds of good stuff. She is a productivity coach and she is such an encourager. And I'm so happy to have her here with me tonight. So Amber, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad to be on the show, Maggie. You are just your encouragement and you just shine. And I'm so excited about what you're doing with all of of, of this live that you've been doing for quite some time now, and then all the new formatting and the new things that you've been doing with it. And also I'm excited about you being on my podcast too, because I've got that interview in the tank and I'm excited for when it comes out. So. Oh, it was so much fun. I always enjoy our time together because it, when sisters get together, and for those of you that maybe have never seen this broadcast before, this is like me and Amber sitting down having coffee, and we invite you into our conversation because right. we just love uh, to encourage and inspire people to go further in their walk with the Lord and whatever it is the Lord has called you to do. And that's an area that Amber really specializes in. And I'm talking about um, something she said to me, and it was way before our last interview, when you were talking about having a meeting with God, that changed my life. That, that changed my life <laughs> because the thing is, first of all, God gets all the glory. He is amazing. I was sharing this recently with a group is that, you know, we all have strengths. We all have gifts and talents, and there are many, many things that I do not do well at. I can list shopping, cooking, decorating. These are all things that I don't do well at and I don't enjoy doing. <laughs> but when it comes to productivity, when it comes to planning and organizing and speaking about planning and organizing and the Lord, I absolutely love it. And I'm grateful to God that he's given me the gifts and talents to do that. And meeting with myself was, it. it is, and I tell people this all the time, it's my number one productivity tip is to meet with yourself. And Maggie, I learned that actually in the business world, not even related anything to do biblically. I just learned this in the, the business world when I sat down with a vice president who was my boss at the time, and he was the most productive person that I knew. And I sat down and I had an audience with him of one person, just him and I had just a little bit of time together. And I thought, you know what? We have some extra time. I'm going to ask a question. And on a side note, I always recommend that you have a loaded question that you can ask a mentor or somebody you look up to at any time. Like I could think of like, you know, when Jimmy Stewart was alive, he's my favorite actor. It's like, if I ever meet Jimmy Stewart, this is what I'm going to ask him. I mean, you've got to be prepared to, you know, if you ever meet this person, Joyce Meyer or somebody, you know, this is what I'm going to ask that person. Well, that's the way I was with this VP. And so I sat down with him and my number one question, this is all I wanted to ask him was, what is the one thing, what is one thing that you do that makes you the, like super productive? If you could drill it down to one thing, what is your biggest tip on why you are so productive? And he did not hesitate. He said, I meet with myself every week. And then from that conversation, it turned into, okay, how do you meet with yourself? What do you do? And he taught me some things and principles in business that I applied and it helped me be successful. It helped me be successful in business. 
but like you said with the lord when it comes to the lord is that i didn't take it to the next level until i invited god into that meeting with myself so i took those same business principles of meeting with myself but then i invited god into it and it just took off to a whole nother level because now i'm not this is this is the word that i use i'm not planning i do not plan i generate a plan and generate, I love words. Generate means to bring from existence. Mm-hmm. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God knows the plans that he has for us. And we all know that. Like you can see that everywhere, right? That could be embroidered on everybody's pillow that's a Christian, right? That's it's actually right. on my walls, right? <laughs> but it's verses 12 and 13 that say, this is our part. We call on him. We come to him. We pray. He listens to us. We seek him with all of our heart. And then he delivers us from captivity. What captivity? From the captivity of not knowing the plans, right? So he mm-hmm. is going to show us the plans that he has for us, but we have to invite him in. And so I teach my clients, I teach my members to how to meet with themselves at the beginning of the week. We call it Sunday planning. I call it review preview. And mm-hmm. you meet with yourself and I give a series of questions that you ask yourself. And then I teach you how to sync your to-dos your one to-do list, which is a whole nother conversation, but I teach them how to sync up their calendars so they can really go after the responsibilities that they have, but also the plans that God has for them as, you know, the, the fun things that they want to actually do in life, write a book, start a business, launch a ministry, whatever that is. I absolutely love it because God has used everything that you've gone through in the past and packaged it up to be able to help the clients that you work with today. And uh, it's absolutely. And so for some that may have never seen you before, give them a little feedback about your background. You have really worked for some very uh, reputable uh, billion dollar companies in the past prior to launching your coaching business. So share a little bit about that, Amber, about your journey to where you are now. Sure. It's it's quite a journey. You know, I, I went to school to in college. I went to college on a on a theater scholarship and a vocal minor scholarship. So I was a singing, dancing actress, <laughs> but um, not so much dancing. I couldn't do the dancing that well. And really, quite honestly, I mean, I was like a OK actress, OK singer. I really like just public speaking. And so I switched into being able to do more actually organizational communications is what I switched into. And, but through that process, I also put myself through school. So I'm working two jobs. I'm going to college, doing all the things. It's very hard. I would not recommend that unless you have to do that. Right. Uh, But then I end up leaving college early and taking a position with Special Olympics as assistant director in the North Dallas area for Special Olympics, uh, which I had volunteered at for years. And then I'm still moonlighting at this time in a restaurant. And so as I'm moonlighting as a a server at a restaurant and working at this restaurant, and then I got an inclination that the Special Olympics job was going to dissolve. And prior to all of this, prior to all this, I started organizing managers offices and I did that. And I have a whole story. I won't get into all that because it's a really long story, but that bled into uh, being able to work my way up through that company to be the youngest training supervisor for Applebee's International, where I opened 32 stores in three years. I didn't have a home or anything. I just traveled around with them, went overseas, did a lot of domestic openings and a lot of um, 
training managers out of their home office or different various stores and things. And then from there, I left that company to work for Krispy Kreme, best donut company on the planet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love Krispy Kreme donuts. So I was blessed to work for the training department there. And uh, my, my niche and focus was planning organization and staffing and retention. And then my husband actually, because I had met my husband and we, he was, go, he wanted to go back to school and get his film degree. So he actually helped me and um, a couple other people that I worked with at Krispy Kreme launch there. This was back in the day. So this is like, like early 2000s helped launch streaming training videos through their internal uh, computer systems at their stores. So I acted in the training videos and wrote them and, and, um, did, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So that was really fun. And then we transitioned from there, moved to Tennessee with Cracker Barrel at their home office. And then I ended up leaving Cracker Barrel back in 2007 to, um, start help my husband in ministry. Cause we were doing um, ministry volunteer, but full-time volunteer and, um, and then, um, wrote, started writing and started doing more consulting work and launched a, a tutorial school for homeschool. Cause I homeschooled at the time. So, uh, yeah, so it's been a journey. It's definitely been a journey. Yeah. And all of those things at, you're using now to help other people. It's almost like a different season. God gave you more and more tools and I absolutely love it. And so from those that might be watching that are homeschool moms, I'm sure. And I have to say this, Maggie, I'm, I'm drinking water out of a Mason jar. It is not moonshine. I always drink out of mason jars. All of my all of my stuff, except for today, I'm drinking out of stainless steel. So, but I usually have mason jars. I never thought about. I wonder if people have ever thought that about me, because <laughs> I usually have my mason jar here. So, well, I no, live in Tennessee, so I have to make that disclaimer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you're originally from Texas. Yes, originally from Texas, and then moved from the city. Like I literally like Green Acres. Lived in big city, Dallas, Fort Worth area in a, a apartments to the middle of nowhere, Kansas on a farm. So it was like green acres. If you, if, if, if you're, if, if those of you that are watching out there even know what green acres is, I don't know. It's an old TV show where they live in the city and then they moved to the country. Yeah. It's a place to be farm living. That's life for me. That's right. <laughs> You know, that's me now. I always say that I'm city girl gone country because, you know, okay. I live in the middle of nowhere now and I absolutely love it. But I've always lived like when I moved to Tennessee, I moved from Winter Park, which is outside of, you know, Orlando. And I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana suburbs. So I've always been a city girl. And okay. so when I moved to Murfreesboro, it was a small town back then. And it got started as soon as it started growing. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm not signed on for all of this. So anyway. that's interesting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you this, Amber, I've always been impressed with the skills that God has given you. And being a person that struggles with ADHD and, uh, you know, I'm not labeling myself. It is a fact. I have learned a lot of things over the years to help me. I take CBD to help me with that. But with that being said, it can be really chaotic for the average person to get control of their life, especially when they're trying to control things rather than trying to partner with God to walk in the things he's called to. And I know you've got some things, some steps or some keys, if you will, that can help some of the viewers that might be in a situation where they just don't know what to do. 
What are some of the first things you would tell someone? Absolutely. Yes. I love the title of this because it's keys. I love that. So I call them the P's, <laughs> the, the, the P keys, which I don't know if that sounds right. <laughs> it sounds a little weird. Um, but really that it, it starts with to pray. And like you were saying, is that we just need to daily, we need to come to God and pray. And so that we're not doing things in our own flesh, that we're not just trying to do what we can, uh, but we're actually inviting God into that process. And, you know, honestly, in business and in life, uh, you can do, if you do certain principles and apply principles, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not a Christian, you can be successful. It's true. But the difference. But the difference is, is that when you invite God in, then you're being purposeful because you're being purposeful with your life because God designed you for a specific purpose. And then you're walking with that purpose. You're going to have more peace. You're going to have more pleasure. You're going to be walking in that purpose. You're going to get with the right people. You're going to be productive. I mean, there's so many P's that come along with that, but, <laughs> but, but that it does start. The key to that is pray. You, you've got to invite God in. And that's why I teach all my clients or my members to how to be able to meet with God at the beginning of your week. But then also, then what do you do daily? And there's so many, you know, pastors and ministers out there that have shared this principle over and over and over again. And it's the 555 principle of, you know, just start your day with five minutes of praising God, singing. <laughs> five minutes of studying the Bible and five minutes of prayer. And it doesn't have to be complicated. We, we try to complicate everything and including myself. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I do that as well, or I've tried, you know, daily overcome that. But the thing is, is that when we, when we spend time with the Lord in prayer and we invite him in and we stop doing it on our own and we just invite him into it, it makes it, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and they had said it too. It's like, we try to complicate things, but God makes it so simple. And it really just comes down to asking him in, inviting him in, asking him, what is it that you want me to focus on today, Lord? And a lot of people read, you know, read through the Bible in a whole year and all that. And that's fine. You know, whatever works for somebody. I, I personally, I've been a Christian since 1985. I've never read the Bible through in a whole year. And that is not something that really, I've tried to do it. I've started doing it, but I just, it's not something that resonates with me because I'm a study person. And so what happens for me is I get one scripture. I'm not, I don't have a gift of memorization, never have. But that doesn't mean I can't memorize scripture. I just dig into one or two scriptures and I just keep looking at those scriptures and reading those scriptures. And then and then I study scriptures that are similar to those scriptures and I jump and I do Bible hopping around. That's how I do my five minutes or it can turn into 30 minutes or it can turn into 45 minutes of time. Uh, the scripture behind me is actually one of those scriptures. I This is Mark 11, 20 through 25. I, God put this scripture on my heart just, and what I mean, I don't mean to sound all spiritual with that, but I mean, like I was just praying and reading my Bible and I read the scripture. And the next day when I went to go read the Bible, I kept going back to that same scripture. Mm -hmm. And when I go to turn something in my heart, it's like, nope, go back to that one. And this went on for three months. Wow. I just stayed on the same scripture. And this scripture is literally 
like written on my heart because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so dear to me because of that time. And so, you know, I just recommend just praying, praying, spending quality time with the Lord every day. And especially at the beginning of your week on Sunday, invite God in. Don't just try to, you know, run your calendar the way you think you should run it, but invite him in to that process. So that's wow, one. That is powerful to add to the peas. It is powerful mm-hmm. because it really is. And I love what you said. And I, I do the daily audio Bible. And uh, so I, I have done it in a year, but I've never sat and read it. It does have the feature where you can read it, but I will listen to it, but I'll listen to it over and over again and meditate on it and, and get it down in my spirit and do the chronological one. But I also study when I study, I do like you do. And, uh, you know, I do the daily audio Bible with my husband. So we have something to discuss. We could say, okay, today, Brian Harden was talking about this and love his commentary. You know, what do you think about that? And then uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. But when I sit down to study, I do the same thing. I can do a word study and I'll just be all caught up in meditating on that. And I think many times as Christians, we put ourselves in a box and we think we have to do the A, B, C, and there is no A, B, C. Mm -hmm. It is being spirit led. And that's, that's exactly, uh, just imagine if you were not obedient to go back and meditate on that every day going, I got that. I've got that. I've got that. You know, many times I think that we say we've got that, but do we really? (laughs) I love it. I love it. And in this day and age, Maggie, it's like we're inundated by information. We have information at our fingertips and we've got so much information and we've got so many ways to gather information, so many ways to be productive, so many ways that we can have this app and this ding and this notification and this whatever. And it really, there's nothing wrong with using technology, right? but we have to be in control of the technology and how we use it in our life. And there's so many times that, that in fact, I was just listening to something recently on the radio and this person said, you know, they don't even use Twitter. They don't ever get on Twitter. And somebody was just like, how do you not get on Twitter? And I was like, well, I'm not on Twitter. Like the, and there, and if you're on Twitter, that's great, but I can only do so much. So if being productive is not about doing more, it's about doing less better. Yes. If that makes sense. So say it again, say it again. I need to hear that again. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> being productive is not about doing more. It's about doing less better. So the most productive people are the people that are actually producing something of value. And so you don't typically produce valuable things if you're trying to do everything because nobody pays for average, you know, so you, you can be doing like a hundred things. Okay. But if you look at the people that are really being productive and you're like, that person's super productive, the people that you're pointing out that that person's really productive is a per- person that's doing less better. They're typically like, you think of like Elon Musk, you know, as an example. I mean, this this guy is like a, a genius when it comes to technology. But when he started out, he was only doing like one thing really, really, really well. Right. And then he started branching off because he could hire other people to oversee the work. But even at the highest levels, I mean, he just bought Twitter and at the highest levels, he's not in the 
in the day-to-day grind of Twitter, you know, right. he, he is, he does less better, you know, regardless of whether he's a Christian or not, the principle still applies. And so Absolutely. it's just really important that, and I'm speaking to myself too. A lot of times, you know, so many good things will come at us like, oh, this would be good to be a part of this, or this would be good to be on this show, or this would be good to be, to write this book, or this would be good to, you know, take on this job or be a part of this committee or head up this organization or whatever these things start coming at you that oftentimes we think, okay, I'm going to just do more. And, and then we're not producing the plans that God has for us. So that's Mm -hmm. just something that, that helps. So that first P is pray. And that second P is plan. So you plan with the Lord, but as you're planning, ask God, ask him, what can I shave off? What, what are some things that I can just kind of let go of and start shaving down to where I can do less better? And then you may not like the answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I've asked that question before and I didn't like the answer. I had to step away as a board member for something that I actually launched. Mm-hmm. And God was like, eh, you need to step. You're going to have to let this go. And you have to trust him that he knows what he's doing and he's going to help you redirect and be able to be really productive in the area that you are in. And he's going to give you that peace because you're actually following his plan. So pray and plan are Mm -hmm. the first two P's. Wow. So good. I love it. Pray and plan. And I love it. I love you just piggyback on a few things that you said, because first of all, you're, you're just a sitting home for me because I am constantly, I have always been that person. I, it, it's like shiny stuff. And I want to be a part of everything because a big portion of my life, matter of fact, half of my life was wasted. At least I, it wasn't wasted because God uses our past pains and our, and our past experiences and the things that we go through to mold and shape us and conform us. But, but, you know, I had this mentality of, I missed out on so much. And so I was being everything all the time and God had to pull me back. And, And a business coach has always told me, Maggie, you do a lot of things really good, but you got to sort out the good to find the best. And I'm That's like, good. but if it's related to my calling, it's all good. And so, and I you enjoy that. doing a lot of it. That's yes, the thing. I is am that- doing a lot of it, but there are times that I have got to shave some things off and I've had to walk away some things that I'm so passionate about. Uh, but, you know, I've got to do the things now to prepare myself for the things that he's called me to do. I cannot say, uh, Yes, because I've already said yes to something else, Is that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so hard for those of us that we get excited about ministry or or maybe you, you launched a business and you're excited about your business and you're trying to be all things to all people. And you just you've got to follow what is the Lord saying, because you will wear yourself out in the natural trying to do something in your own strength. And we were never created to carry the weight of life on our own. So. That's really true. Okay, give me key three. I'm loving these P's. Okay, so you got pray and plan. And then the last one is produce. And Mm. people are like, well, that's just really simple. I mean, everybody knows that you should pray and you should plan and produce. But the thing is, is that you've got to do it intentionally. So be an intentional producer and intentionally in a lot of different ways. Intentionally in that you need to meet with yourself at the beginning of your work week 
so that you can be intentional about specifically how you're laying out your week. And one of the ways that you can be intentional is to block out time. You block it. So if you are trying to write a book, let's say um, I wrote a book, published it, self-published it back in 2016. But prior to that, here I am pregnant with my son. We're, you know, going into volunteer ministry full time. I left my job. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to write this book. But I, I mean, I had so many things going on. There was so much stuff going on, but I was like, okay, what can I do right now to help move this book forward? And sometimes you just need to do a more than, more than often, you just need to do a little bit in little small chunks. I teach my clients that I call it little bites of productivity, do things in little bites. So the producing wise was my husband and I sit down, okay, what, what can we do? What, what can we do to help you get this book written? Cause you know, when you have a newborn, I mean, it's like all kinds of stuff going on. Yes. So we decided every Thursday night, it'll be daddy kid night. He'll hang out with my daughter or our daughter. And then I'll write during that time. And so for four years, Thursday night, I wrote and you know, you can write a book faster than four years, but in my life of all the things that I had going on, that that was all that I could give. Mm -hmm. So I did it and I produced a book, you know, it took four years to produce that book, but I did it every Thursday night for like two hours, you know, every Thursday. And so you've got to be intentional about it. And it's not about the fact that it took this amount of long time to do it. It's that at the end, I produced something and produced something with the Lord, produced something worthwhile because that's what God had put on my heart to do. And that goes back to the other thing about when you pray, then God's going to give you specifics about what you need to work on now. And then he's going to help you put together a plan of how to, to go about it. And then your part is then you've got to be productive. And I say productivity is generated through accountability. Yes. I'll say that again. Productivity is generated through accountability. Number one, we got to be accountable to God. He didn't just put these dreams on my heart to entertain me. So if the dream that God's putting on your heart to write that book, start a business, redecorate your kid's room is just sitting on your heart. Then you're just taking a dream from God and letting it just entertain you. And, and I'm speaking to myself too. We've got to do something with it. So what, what do we do with it? Then we need to proactively go about it. It's our role is the productivity part. So how we productivity is generated through accountability. I'm accountable to God because he put this dream on my heart. Now, when I meet with him and I sync up my calendar and I put intentional, I time block out time like Thursday night or, you know, Tuesday night to, to do a uh, live with you, Maggie, when I time block that out. Now what I'm doing is I'm accountable to the calendar. So I'm accountable to God when I meet with him and then I'm accountable now to the calendar. So then that helps you be more productive. The more that you can have accountability. That's why when people like go to work out, they usually have like somebody work out with them. Now I don't yes. do that. My husband and I work out separately um, in our home because nobody needs to see me working out. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be accountable to each other. Be like, yeah, I ran today. Or I'll say, yeah, I ran today. And so you're more productive when you're accountable 
to somebody else. And ultimately we're accountable to God, but it does help that he puts people in our life or systems in our life to be accountable to. So pray, plan, and then produce. Wow. That is so good. I love the three P's. I call everything keys. So I'm calling them three P keys. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. And, you know, listen, if you're watching this and if you just logged on or if you're watching this on the replay, I want you to take into consideration we all, and I don't care who you are, we all need accountability. And Mm -hmm. when you have someone helping you put your foot to the fire, it makes a huge difference. I am a huge advocate of accountability on every area of our life. And uh, because that's how we we do better together. God created us to be relational. And we need that person who's going to say, did you go to the gym? We're going to need that. You know, you said you were going to work out two or three times this week. Did you really do it? Uh, mm-hmm. We need that person that is even going to go as far as saying, how are you treating your spouse? Right. You know? Are you getting proper rest? I mean, there's just so powerful. And that's where life coaching is incredibly valuable. And people mm-hmm. tell me all the time, they're like, you know, well, what is the difference here? Because I do I do biblical counseling and I do coaching. And the biblical counseling is getting to the root of the issue that is stopping you from moving forward. But the coaching helps people go from where they're at right now to where they need to be. And right. you cannot invest in something more important than a productivity coach. And I'm telling you, when it comes to Amber, she is the cream of the crop. And I've got multiple people that we've got so many mutual friends. And I know people uh, that have worked with you, Amber, and just just the fruit that comes from that. Um, Earlier today, uh, you know, Christy was like, she helped me so much. And so if you guys are looking for a productivity coach, you found your girl. She's got some stuff on her website that is great resources. But tell them about your your one that's coming up right now. And I'll put the link up here. Y'all can um, copy it down. I'm also going to put it in the YouTube notes. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, her website is Amber Davis PC, which stands for productivitycoach.com. And so I want you to go there and check it out because she's got some things on there. She's got a quiz that will kind of help you know where you're at and where you're going. But she's got many resources. And the one she that jumped out at me was the one with the four steps or whatever it is. Talk about that. Yeah, so uh, that is the course. I have an online four-week course, and it's self-paced. So you do it at your own self-paced. I just recommend that you do it in four weeks so it keeps you on track. So, And then every time that you take a course and you complete a course, it'll drop into your your email the next course for the following week. So it's already set up that way. All you have to do is just do it. So it's called the Make Your All Small Get Organized in Four Week Course. And Maggie, the reason why I call it Make Your All Small, and there's a whole story behind that, but it's the whole point is that a lot of people will say, well, I, I I can't clean the whole kitchen right now. So I'm just not gonna clean the kitchen. Or the garage, it's just overwhelming. So I can't do it because it's just too overwhelming. There's too much of it. Or my file box with all my files for business or all my files for taxes and receipts and all that, it's just so overwhelming to organize, I can't do it. And so the whole point of Make Your All Small is that just don't focus that way. Change your whole way of thinking. Take your all and make it small. So if it's the kitchen, the all is the kitchen. Don't make the all your kitchen. Make the junk drawer your all. 
<laughs> or if it's the bathroom, don't make the whole bathroom. I got to reorganize my bathroom. Then make the underneath one side of the sink your all. Or if it is your file box and your office, make only like five files your all. So you're making your all small. And when you make your all small, then you can go all in to that small area. And then you get a big win. It, you can do any all if you squeeze it short enough. You can do those in 15 to 45 minutes. That's what I tell my clients. 15 to 45 minutes. You can get so, so many things accomplished. You can clean out a junk drawer in 15 to 45 minutes. And then when you do that, it's like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm just so refreshed because I have a win. I use the example of we have a fire pit patio. And the fire pit patio over the winter time, the rocks around the patio just get inundated with weeds. And so last week I was in Texas or a little bit ago, I was in Texas and my kids, I had them set a timer for 15 or 20 minutes and go pull weeds in that area. They pull weeds. When I got back, it wasn't all done, but there was a huge section that was done. And then I went out there and set a timer and worked on it for like 30 minutes. And then that other section was done in a matter of about three weeks, the whole the whole fire pit patio looks beautiful now, but it looked overwhelming when you walked out there and it looked like it wasn't even, you weren't able to do it. So it's really about being able to, you know, that mindset. So in that class, also the very first week of that class, as I teach how to be able to make a vision board, create your own vision board with templates and printables and all of the things that work. Cause most vision boards are just clutter and they look like, just this, this wall of clutter. And it's real <laughs> neat when you first start, but then after a while, it's just wallpaper and you forget about it. But I have right. a four quadrant vision board that you can use ongoing and you rotate some things out of it. So it helps you do that. So we do that week one, and then we focus on make your all small mindset, changing that into challenges for the next three weeks and organize all kinds of spaces in your home and office. I love it. I love it. And there's so many people that they get overwhelmed. Just email can overwhelm people and files and things like that. And when we get overwhelmed, we do nothing and we get stuck. Right. And that's where this helps. I'm glad you said that about email, because in the course, I have a six step process on how to be able to clean out your email and declutter it and keep it that way. And so that's one of the pieces of it. But but I recommend before you do anything, just go to Amber Davis pc.com and take that free quiz because that's free. That's a free resource that I have on there. And it's really just to help you, okay, assess how do I plan right now? How do, what, what do I do right now? Cause once you can assess like, okay, where am I am? Where am I at right now? What kind of planner am I right now? And then here's some resources. I give you three resources based on what I call your planner personality, three free resources that I give you on how to be able to um, help you in that personality. So that's all free. That's um, a quiz that I have on the front page of my website. So the, your that. listeners and watchers can check it, check that out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll check out the free quiz, but then go on over to the store and check it out because you can work with her one on one. Doesn't matter where you live. She can meet with you via Zoom. And so you can be on the other side of the continent somewhere and still get these resources. And in addition to that, she also has like a kind of like an inner circle thing, the go getters thing, right? Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's the Go-Getters Club is my monthly membership. And what we do is every Sunday night, we meet live in the membership site 
and we do an accountability about meeting with yourself. So the members will share like, this is what I'm working on this week. And then we encourage each other. I pray over everybody in the group. And then I share like some productivity tips that kind of drill down a little bit deeper. Um, when you when you take the quiz, the online quiz, the free quiz, that you automatically get put into an email, my email system. And every Sunday morning about noon, I send you a weekly productivity tip. And that's all a free resource. So when you take the quiz, you become an email subscriber and you get a weekly tip that comes out every Sunday. But my members of what I call the Go-Getters Club, that Sunday night, I go deeper in that tip, we pray, and then we talk about what we're going to focus on that week. And then they also get a part of the membership is that they get a, a mini course, which is a two-part mini course on how to meet with themselves. They get a guide and a checklist. And then they have, I have a community on Facebook that um, they get more insight. They get to share with other members, go-getter members. So that it's Christian, a lot of Christians. So the Christians are like encouraging, hey, I'm a voiceover artist or I'm a nurse or I'm, you know, a radio producer or something like that. And then they can be able to encourage each other, maybe promote their businesses and, and their ministries so that we're supporting other Christians so that helps too. And they get some some neat tips too uh, from people that are on my podcast. They get quick little video tips of some of the people that are on my podcast. So it's Yeah, and I want to encourage stuff. you guys to check out her podcast because uh, I was honored to be a guest on her podcast and there's just so much great resources there. And we lose a lot of time when we're driving places or when right. maybe when you're exercising, just put you some earbuds in while you're doing your workout or you're doing your dishes or whatever and kind of get, you know, just listen to that and on the go. Uh, it doesn't take any extra time. It's just implementing something that's going to help you work smarter, not harder. And so yes. I love the things that you offer is so incredibly vital uh, to whether someone is managing a household, a CEO of the household, right. which is no joke, no joke. That's right. Okay? Yep. And uh, I started to mention earlier, homeschool moms, I mean, you can feel overwhelming and you mm -hmm. need things to help uh, tools and systems and people to help hold you accountable. So, wow, I, you've already given us three keys. And, you know, I close the broadcast out with if you can leave the audience with a key, but give us one more key. It could be a scripture, a quote, whatever you feel like the Lord is leading you to say. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what would be best. I would say that uh, one of the things that I shared today, I went and I shared uh, with some young ladies. And one of the things that I shared with them is that learn from other people, be teachable, learn from other people, but without comparison, meaning that you can, yeah. like somebody might look at me with being a productivity coach and they're like, oh my goodness, you're so productive and you're just, you're at this level and I can't get to that level but you can still learn from me. Like there's people that I learn from that I'm like, you know what? I see somebody that's a, a or I read a book or I go online and I, I listen to somebody that's a productivity coach and I might not agree with every single thing that they teach, but I can learn from them. And I also push back the, the trap of comparing. Well, I'm not nationally syndicated or I'm not, you know, on the New York Times bestseller list yet, or I'm not here or whatever. And so 
that is a trap because when we start comparing, then we shut down and we can't receive. But right. if you just push that down and say, you know what, I'm, I'm just doing the best that I can right now. And I'm going to learn from this other person and I'm going to apply some principles just like with you, Maggie, like people might be like, well, you know, I'm not where Maggie is, but I can learn from her. I can grow and I can be productive in my life. And how can I apply the principles that Maggie's teaching about this, that, and the other, how can I apply that to the plans that God has for me personally? It might not be exactly what Maggie's going through, but I can use the same principles because principles are transferable. Yeah. It may not be the same, you know, um, yes. I don't go through the same thing you go through Maggie and you don't as well as me. And we don't have the same background, all these things, but principles are transversible. I mean, it, I can learn from you and I learned from you so much and you are just a, a light in a lot of dark places and you're just a joy to be around. I appreciate you so much and I appreciate the work that you're doing and the dedication that you have and the perseverance and that you are you utilizing the gifts that God gave you. And I just recommend to anybody that's watching, God has purpose and he has gifts and strengths on the inside of you, just start identifying what those strengths are and then start pursuing your strengths and then learn from other people and then allow God to be able to use those strengths and those that teachable spirit. And he will open doors for you that only he can open yeah. and it will transform your whole life. And it can turn you from being like where I was. I mean, I was doing well in business, but when I invited God in, he took it to a whole nother level. And then instead of just being successful, I could be fulfilled mm -hmm. and have peace in my life because I'm really following the plans that God has for me. So I just, I, there's so much, I guess, that I'm recommending there, but don't compare yourself, be teachable and know that God's given you strength. Start flexing those strengths and go after the plans that God has for you. Amen. Amen. Listen, y'all drop the mic. <laughs> so good. So good. I want you guys that are, if you're watching this live, when this is over, I want you to go back and listen to the replay. If you're watching this on the replay, um, I want you to stop and pause it and rewind it and listen to that because comparison is a trap of the enemy. And you are not called to do what everyone else is. You're called to do what God has called you to do. And uh, we can learn from one another. That's that iron sharpening iron. And uh, we need people in our lives. But boy, I'll tell you, that whole comparison thing is a trap. It'll, it'll, it'll slow you down. It'll defer, um, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And if you want to get stuck, go ahead and start looking around at what other people are doing and measuring yourself based on that. You will never move forward comparing yourself to anyone because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And uh, I love you. Thank you for the words of encouragement and affirmation. Did y'all see that? She looked right in the camera and started affirming me. That's the kind of people you want in your life. You want people to, to be there and to speak life into you because God has a plan. He has a purpose. We're just adding on to the PPP pace. So. <laughs> Amber, I want to thank you for taking time. I know you got a lot going on right now and you just got, you know, you've been out of state and you've got so much going on, but you took the time to be here with us tonight. I want to thank you personally for that. Well, it's my pleasure. Every time I'm with you, I just grow in grace and knowledge. 
<laughs> I feel that way with you as well. And I just absolutely adore you. So I thank you too. so much. So listen, y'all, you heard it right here on Keys to Your Best Life. Go to their website, Amber Davis. Uh, PC for Productivity Coach. If you can't remember the PC, remember Productivity Coach. And go on there and take the quiz. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain. And if you are in a place where you're like, okay, I need to take a step. I need some accountability. I need all that. Look at her resources. There's so much there to help you. And she has got a whole background of opportunities from, I mean, just, just she's qualified just to be the homeschool person that she's been. That right there is totally, yes, God has got her through a lot of stuff. And if you learn to meet with yourself, invite God in, you're going to be so much more content and you're going to be able to go farther with your purpose and your passion. So God bless you, Amber. Thank you so much for being on the broadcast. Thank you, Maggie. You have a great day. Thank you. You all listen, check her website out and we'll see you here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless you. 